Hello, this is Tina Shabo with Tina Shabo Yoga and Make Life Your Medicine, and I'm here with Jamie, and we're going to jump on here for a podcast today to discuss uh, dysfunction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would open up a whole can of worms, but I want to start the the podcast out with something that we had talked about last week, and we decided that we want to kind of get into today about structures, and When I'm teaching yoga, I discuss a lot how we must build concrete foundations that are valuable to building your dreams upon or anything that is of value should have a root in our disciplines. And I think uh, in uh, the yamas and niyamas, tapas is the word for that, that that self-discipline. And I think that's something else, but I want to read a little something from Eckhart Tolle that has always touched me. It's probably one of my second quotes that have read... My first favorite quote by Eckhart Tolle is the one that I say a lot about consciousness. I say that um, the, the, something along the lines of how the world is always here to serve it up, to raise your consciousness. That, what, that is what the world does. How do we know that this is the experience we need? Because this is the experience you're having at the moment. Mm-hmm. There are no mistakes. But this is the second quote that has touched me on very deep levels from the time that I first read The Power of Now, which is probably 20, 30 years, gosh, over 20 years now, 20 years ago. And it is, if the structures of the human mind remain unchanged, we will always end up recreating the same world, the same evils, and the same dysfunction. And that goes along the lines of where he spoke of how all structures fall in, the, in a new earth. He said, whatever behavior the ego manifests, the hidden motivating force, and this is very powerful, because when I, when I read this and listen to it hard, it just like lights me up. Whatever behavior the ego manifests, the hidden motivating force is always the same. The need to stand out, be special, be in control, the need for power, for attention, for more. And of course, the need to feel a sense of separation. That is to say, the need for opposition or enemies. (laughs) Okay. So if we're not in that spirit of the sacred, which is stillness, and we're dissolving the mind noise, and we're not there all the time in the practice. And I think I just said to you earlier, when I, we got home, I was a little irritated by something, and I noticed that it, it came to me what Ram Dass said, that the whole, the whole, your whole life becomes a practice. Otherwise, you're going to be brought back to these patterns, no matter what. Right. And Eckhart Tolle even said, and he was lucky enough to get that entire dissolving of the ego in that moment, to enlightenment, but most of us have to practice it inevitably. Mm -hmm. If that is the truth, that all structures that are hardwired from ego are dissolving, boy, aren't we seeing it now in society? Right. We're seeing it with uh, uh, the Olympics, uh, with the doctor that molested 100 girls or however many, and they kept him in there because of, obviously, they didn't want anybody to know, yeah. you know, so they, they just uh, sacrificed all those women. Or Harvey 
Weinstein, who, same thing, you know, was a bully in Hollywood, and all of that was fake, and none of those people really ever said anything because they were just wanting to more money and fame, you know, yeah, that's another right structures mm -hmm. that are just falling. And then um, some of the other structures, you know, if you look at that uh, at Nexium that happened this year with that cult and that guy that was, you know, big famous billionaire people giving money and in the self-help group and he was same thing mm -hmm. or the Jeffrey Epstein is certainly a structure that's fallen and wow when are we going to see the list you know the client list on that we still haven't who's covering it up where's right. who, where, all these names why is everyone so quiet about it especially in Hollywood the people that have a voice aren't talking about it why because they were on the island mm -hmm. you know they were hanging out with him so nobody's talking about it um, when does the common man, you know, the working man, the people that actually, and this, they're trying to do the right thing because, you know, we uh, aren't living in these delusional worlds that we uh, don't realize, you know, the pain that's going on in, uh, in the world and we're not really compassionate to it because we're too busy being rich and famous. Um, you know, what what is all this showing us, I guess, you know, is that from 22 years ago when I read that book and Eckhart Tolle talked about all structures falling, that always stuck with me. Like, I was always like, wonder when that will begin to unthread and happen. Mm -hmm. And we're looking around and it's all falling. And it all sucks. Like the police, I mean, without, you know, my dad's a retired cop, you know. Uh, I, the police, what do they do? Exactly. Do they protect and serve? Or are they just a structure in their own that feeds itself? Like the government. There's another one. Mm -hmm. The government. What, what does the government do except self-serve itself? Like, what is the... And I'm not saying all cops are bad, and I never would say that. There are good, maybe good cops there, maybe bad. I don't know. I'm not going to judge on that. I'm, what I'm saying is the majority of police, it's a self-serving thing, Right. I actually had a cop say to me one time, uh, I was working at Dr. Valley's, and I had a lot of cops that come to me, and I like a lot of cops. I mean, I'm not putting all cops down, but what I'm saying is, it's really, if you become a cop, the reason you, you should become a cop is because you really have a, an authentic desire to serve people. Right. Not to wear a uniform and to go out and look like a, cop in a big wig and look down on people. That's not what it is, but cops by nature, a lot of people that have low self-esteem and have not had the attention they need in life, we were just talking about attention, go into being a cop so that they can right. act like they're they have some power. power, power, yeah. So, so I guess that's where our conversation is going. And oh, hey, why don't we just talk about the government for a minute? Two sides two feathers on the same bird, you know, and it, as extreme as the government has gotten, and this is the way that I really like to look at the government. I've been an independent for a long time, really a liberal. I was a Democrat for years until both parties have seemed to lost their mind. I don't really want to associate with either. I'm an independent, but I will say that when I look at the government, I've never seen a more extreme um, 
you know, opposition of sides. Like, what about the majority of us that are just kind of in the middle, but a little to the left or a little to the right or even a little halfway over on the left or halfway over on the right? Why, have, why are we screaming and yelling at each other and hating each other and all in the name of right and wrong when it doesn't make a difference in anyone's life anyway? Um, I think that where the world has gotten now is just really noisy. Right. You know? And... I saw a quote this week that touched me, and it said, uh, a wise man once said nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been thinking about every time I have the desire to give my opinion in public to someone I don't agree with, Mm -hmm. that quote, I'm like, I like this quote. It's very valuable. I'm just going to, like, say nothing because it it doesn't matter. Is the kitty on you? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I have this new kitty cat. His name's Rumi. He is a rescue. He found me in the middle of a garden in the middle of 20 acres. And I brought him home, and he's attacking Jamie, who has an allergy to cats. I just found out today after a friendship of how many years? Eight? <laughs> she's whispering it to another yogi, and she sees me, and I'm like, what are they talking about? And all of a sudden, I realized she's allergic to animals and every time she comes here she's got animals all over her so <laughs> i think i've hit it very well <laughs> you have hit it very well except for the rash that's accumulating on your chest right now that i know is from a <laughs> no i'm joking <laughs> but what do you think about that i want to know your opinion because i think you're one of those my friends that are really good at I just feel like you have a very soft way about you. You don't jump in there too harshly on opinions. Well, I was thinking about us discussing like structures. Uh, I was thinking about back whenever like the pandemic first started and how, um, you know, really when you think about it, the people that were the most valuable were the people that were in these stores, the clerks and the, people and the people driving to get the goods to the stores and like those you know for as much as we try to build this world of thinking that like the more you have the more of importance you are like I thought that was a big eye-opener that maybe the world should see that has means nothing right now mm-hmm. none of that matters you know the people that mm-hmm. can come in and they got to you know work through the unknown and get you what you need those are the people that are the most important. Why don't we pay those people more? Why don't, you know, why, why are they not valued more? Mm-hmm. But it's like there's this importance for structure, but then there's also this importance for some people to have that the power, just we have to let people think that the power means more, so more value. Even though we're shown time and time again, it really, it really isn't. And that's the, I think, the thing of the divide and conquer is, but, but as long as we keep people arguing with each other, they'll never realize that the whole group of all the, like, blue-collar people are the people that are what makes the world go round. Oh, 100%. Um, but don't you think, like, when I talk to most of my, the people that I associate with, I mean, most of us kind of have the same values. I mean, right. I don't think that we're that far apart. 
No, I think we're driven to feel apart. Yeah. yeah. It's all fake. It's right. not even real. Like right. most people that I know believe that two people that are in love should be able to get married regardless of their sex right. or gender. Most people that I know uh, believe that if you are born and you have that feeling that you are of another sex that you should be able to become another gender at a certain you know age right. after you've played the roles and and grown up a bit because I know a lot of people I mean my sister was a tomboy you know I mean give give people time to pick the, stay out of children children's imaginations let them choose right. for themselves but most people believe that. Most people I know believe that um, uh, that we should love each other regardless of color right. or, um, you know, race. Or, I mean, I just don't think I've ever hung out with anybody that does not have those values. And if I, you know, ever have, there's been a couple times in my life that I've seen mm -hmm. racism up front you know with a friend that was of color and like i've been that person like shocked by it because not realizing it existed and furious by it like mm -hmm. i i would never not stand up for a friend that was experiencing that um what i'm saying is most of anyone i hang out with feels the same way we right. would fight vehemently against that like mm -hmm. uh i was excited to have a black president i I've always had gay friends that uh, I've always been wanted my gay friends to be able to adopt children. Like, I mean, so I just don't feel like anyone I know in my little neck of the woods here in Southern Ohio has values that are different than me, the people I hang out with anyway. I mean, right. So I don't know what we're all really fighting about these days, you know? Uh, right. So how even the people I know that are Republican actually feel the same way I do about all of that, that, that I just said. Mm -hmm. So where are these people that are just the, the screamers and the hollers on Facebook and the, you know, and I, I'm pro-choice, Road versus Wade. And there's another example. Like, I, I don't really, now I will say I do have friends that are and clients that are uh, conservative in that. Mm-hmm that are pro-life. I do have that. I guess that is, uh, that's probably maybe a disagreement there in life that um, is a kind of extreme. But I, I even my friends that are pro-life, where I'm pro-choice, we don't like argue and hate each other. Right. You like, just respect that that's their, that's their point of view. Yeah. I, I mean, I've always respected that. Like, I've never felt like... Uh, I feel like that's a, an opinion for a personal opinion. Like that's, you know, I don't, I, I would never say anything against somebody that had that opinion because I don't want anybody coming at me for my opinion. Like I kind of feel like that. I understand people that feel that way mm -hmm. as much as I understand people that feel the way I do. So, right. I mean, we, what happened in this world that we can't uh, have different values and you know what I mean? Like uh, opinions on, Issues like that, not sit at the same table and, and not hate each other, you know, over that, I guess. Right. Um, it's like a crumbling structure all the way around, you know. Right. 
I think that it's just, it has worsened over time. Is that, is that a word? Worsened? It has gotten <laughs> worse over time with like social media mm-hmm. and just media, media altogether mm-hmm. of just, you know, driving this. I mean, you didn't used to have 24 hour a day news. And now you have news that's this view and news that's that It's 48 view hours a day. <laughs> pick your view that you want to go with. And, you know, and there's people that, you know, they are retired. They are home. They're sitting there with this on all day long. And this is what they're ingesting into mm-hmm. themselves all day long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just hating. It's powerful. They're just right. hating. Right. You know, um, I, w- I want to say something about, like, you know, and I was just talking about Matthias De Stefano. I think that's how you say his name. I love him so much. Um, and he's been on Aubrey Marcus's podcast, and he's got his own now. He's been doing some lives. But uh, this young man was talking about how we were moving from a moral culture to a, uh, a, um, a consciousness culture. Okay like a higher consciousness mm-hmm. of culture and that everything that's happening is from this moral judgment. Like it's kind of like the way he described it. And I found this really fascinating is that if there's a little village on the bottom of a mountain and they believe that, that, you know, they, they all have a cow and they eat dairy and then they also butcher the family cow and for meat because mm-hmm. they're starving and they use it as a food source. And then you go up the hill in the village, another village, and that village is this, the cow is sacred. Mm-hmm. And it is, oh, no, no, those people do that. That's so bad. Right. You know, and then you go up the hill and then these people have a, the dogs are you know, used for a food source. And then mm-hmm. another village, how could you do that to a dog? You know, right. like in America, we like put down people for, there are countries that are starving and they eat dogs. And we see that as this heinous thing. It kills me because I look at Banjo like, how could you eat a dog? Right. But there are countries that feel like at about a cow. Correct. And we, I have heard people say, oh, that's stupid. Well, why do you say it's stupid? Like, that's a, if, if somebody believes that, and a cow is an intelligent and beautiful creature, it's one of the reasons I can't eat red meat now. I mean, when I started learning about a cow in that, that it is a sign of kapha in Ayurveda and why a cow has been revered in India and the fact that they are intelligent and loving and sweet and beautiful animals like it started changing the design for me, you know, like the whole idea, like, oh, wait, wait, like, how can I look at this beautiful little cow and see that it's any different than my, this dog or, right. but so we've been in this judgment and we look down at other cultures for things that we're really doing. It's like my mammal used to say, uh, gag at an, uh, ant and swallow an elephant. Right. As long as you think it, it's okay. But the mm-hmm. truth is, you're not really, this all ego. And that's crumbling, because it's BS. You know, the truth is, is that most animals have, if you are a spiritual person in any way, and you're aware of what's around you, you can see a little spirit in a little piglet. Right. Or a little baby duckling. Or, you know, if you look at, you know, around here, and I mean, and I, I'll eat, I'm, I'm, I eat a little organic 
uh, meat from occasion, like a little organic chicken or salmon. But, you know, I will be honest. I can't think of it that hard because it does kind of touch me. Like there's videos of even, I used to have a fish that sat on the counter. You put the fish, the fish is looking at you in the morning and it's waiting for its breakfast. I mean, that fish is in a consciousness. Like mm -hmm. I wouldn't have wanted to cut little um, Fifi up and <laughs> right. eating it for, but what I'm saying is the more conscious we get, I think things like that, those structures of us thinking and telling ourselves it's okay to eat a cow but love our dogs in the same way that another culture probably feels vice versa, that it's okay to eat a cat, a dog, and not a, you know, I mean, isn't that just kind of a, um, to me, shines a light on the BS. I mean, right. you know. Well, I think it has to do with, like you said earlier, about ego and structure and how, you know, you, you feel confident in what you know to be right. Mm -hmm. And so it's so much easier to just say everyone else is wrong. And the way the mm -hmm. way I do things and the way I've been raised and shown, that's right. Mm -hmm. I've worked with many people that you know they live in little small towns and you know and now they work with me in a you know not a huge town but a bigger town and and I'm just always mesmerized by how the you know I've listened to them say how all these things that are like other people do are just well, that's just wrong and mm -hmm. it's like it's not wrong it's just that's not the way you grew up mm -hmm. but you know. And that's the one thing I think about um, the internet and the web and all that that is good, that you, mm -hmm. you, you do have a way to learn about other people and mm -hmm. other cultures. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of being taught, though, I feel like as you grow up, that there is not just one way. And like I feel like it should be focused on more to show other people's cultures and other people's ways mm -hmm. and not to point them out to be that they're different and that makes them wrong, but that there just are so many differences. Mm -hmm. And to teach a respect mm -hmm. for each person's culture. Yeah. Well, if you, if you think of the shift of uh, moral, mm -hmm. if you take morality out of everything and you just bring awareness in, in a higher awareness culture, is going to not be shining a light on judgments as much as root cause. Right. Like, let's take a look at root cause. And I even say this on like, you know, I'm pro-choice, but the, the woman that wears a t-shirt that says I've had 52 abortions, it's my, it's my uh, business and my body, I probably ain't gonna have coffee with. Okay. You know, I, 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 I'm, that's, that's a very low consciousness. You know, you're pretty much just doing something that's to prove that you can. Your ego is pretty strong and powerful in that statement. You know, to me, without judgment, taking the judgment away from her, that's a pretty low level consciousness right there. If you think about it. Mm hmm you know, a higher consciousness person is probably going to be a little bit more like, what causes something that I would have to eradicate later in my life? Right. And preventative and less harm, right? To your body. Right. And, you know, just all the way around. Like, so what, what I'm saying with a higher consciousness, I think that as humans can raise, we're going to get rid of the ignorance. You know, and 
I think there's as much ignorance in a person that wears a t-shirt like that as there is in a person that takes a gun and goes out and blows up an abortion clinic. I mean, it's an equal, equal ignorance on extreme spectrums with very few people I know are either of those people, you know? Um, I will even say very few people. I mean, I don't think I'd have somebody in my inner circle of any of those extremes. I know I wouldn't, right. you know? Let's, let's give a little sacredness, you know, to life, to ourselves, to our bodies, to what we do and what actions happen from what we do, and then to know better and do better, you know? I almost feel like with yoga, if someone's staying in the practice of shining a light on their loudness, mm -hmm. on their screaming noises in their head. On the backstory of that, what that does is it allows us, when we do have to make a decision, make a decision that isn't in opposition with another person. Like, in my opinion, if you're gonna wear a t-shirt like that, you're not wearing a t-shirt like that for yourself. You're wearing a t-shirt like that in opposition to your enemy. Right, to make a statement. To make a statement. Mm -hmm. You're, um, what's it called? You're uh, positioning yourself. You're positioning yourself. Mm -hmm. um, which is a pretty strong ego stance. Okay. If you're sitting in the sacred and you're up, up in the morning with your meditation and you're your parasympathetic is stepping forth and you got a smile on your face because you just see love everywhere. You know, it's not so important to have such fierce opinions on anything. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just think that we've gotten so extreme now that it's, it's almost like we just want to prove a point. Well, what point have you proven and have you made, have you really changed the world because of that? You know, if, if we're, we're devoted to becoming softer and kinder and more loving, it kind of reminds me, Dr. Valley told me a story years ago that he went to, <laughs> this is really funny. He went to uh, Tampa okay. and he, he he was walking the, uh, getting ready to walk the boardwalk down by the pier. And what invoked this story was the fact that Dr. Valley and I had just gotten out of the car to walk on the pier, and he told me this story because we had just gotten out of a, uh, like a, um, you know, a conference. And he told me that this guy had zoomed in in this big, expensive car, like, you know, like a $300,000 car. This is many years ago, so I don't know what kind it was. I don't even know what cars cost that much. But anyway, and he pulled in, and real fast, like it was really an aggressive. And mm -hmm. guess what the license plate said? What? Atheist. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I told uh, Dr. Valley, I said, what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, and uh, I said, and in my mind, I'm picturing as soon as the guy gets out of the car, him jumping out, like with his chest stuck out saying, looking around like, who's got a problem with me? Right. You know what I mean? 
And doc, I said, oh my gosh, what did he look like? You know, and Dr. Belly goes, just like a normal guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, he really wanted us, that's a statement. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, I could, that's kind of a pick and fight statement. Like, uh, For sure. you got a problem with me, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that's how I felt about the t-shirt, you know? Um, like, that's a pretty strong opinion, and why do you care so much? Not about why, you know, like, why do you care so much that you had 52 abortions and it's your body? Like, that, to me, if you've had that many, you're making a statement in your actions, you know, like. You don't need this shirt. Well, no, she obviously wanted this shirt. That's what well, I'm she saying. She wants the shirt, but I'm like, you don't need the shirt if that's what you've done. Uh well, no, I think it's all about the shirt it's with all someone about the like shirt. that. I see. Just like the guy in the car, I think it's all about the. I mean, I don't even know if she really did that many. Right. Maybe she did, but she wanted. You know, it's a strong opinion. Just as trying to I'm, be extreme and make this. Yeah, this, and that's what we see on the seen. news are people like that, mm -hmm. which really are not. I don't feel like she is the sound voice for the liberal party. Many of my friends are liberal, including me, and that's not my sound voice. Right. I don't agree with that right. any more than my friends that are conservative agree with a, a person blowing up in a, an abortion clinic. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just saying, why do? Why are these the extremes that we're living in when nobody's limiting it that except for the one person that was ballsy enough to wear a shirt like that? Right. Well, now that I know that you saw it on the news, I don't even believe it was their shirt. I just think somebody paid her to put it on yeah. so they could film her in it. Maybe. Or somebody <laughs> maybe uh, faked it. Uh, what do they use? Uh, um, you know, it's not even on the shirt. But they, Oh, uh, I see. They yeah, just yeah. edited it in like they just, you know, did whatever. How do we know what's little... real out there anymore? Well, exactly. That is the one thing they say that, you know, that China laughs at our country because they say... Those Americans, they still believe in their news. They're still listening with yeah. all ears, like it's like yeah. they're being fed truth. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't. in in all news, you Do know, you I'm still not, watch the news. No, I don't either. It I just, haven't even owned cable. In. I used to listen to the news as I got ready, local news mm -hmm. in the mornings when I would get ready for work, and I realized that by the time I got in the car and drove to work, my heart was just already just pouncing mm -hmm. yeah. because most of the news, even if and if it was local, was you know. You know, all these people that have been arrested and this and these people broke into this and just, just so much, you know, mm -hmm. negative that yeah. it was like, I finally just shut it off and went, mm -hmm. I just, that's not how I can start my day listening oh, to that. I can't. Now, I love CBS Sunday Morning <laughs> because yeah. they always tell, I'm not saying all their stories are, but they always normally will put in there like positive, mm -hmm. good still good people on the planet you know they're mm -hmm. showcasing this every week of like That's just nice. even the smallest acts of kindness mm -hmm. all the way to really huge like things that really you know turn into a huge mm -hmm. act of kindness nice and I, I love watching that because that's always it's inspirational it makes yeah. you know that you know there is mm -hmm. still good there's so much good there is I used to watch uh, Oprah's Sunday Soul Super Sunday. Soul Sunday. I liked that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I agree. Like, Sunday is a good time. I feel like I have to say about Sunday, I'm really good at not allowing contamination in my Sundays. Mm -hmm. I, I, 
If I listen to anything, it's an audible or some pleasant music. I don't right. even think I watch much TV or YouTube or anything on Sundays. I think I right. just kind of, I just try to be all day, you know, either with a hike or, um, well, I've got to clear the dateline from Saturday night, you know, the, <laughs> <laughs> I've always been that person that's into the, um, less now, but okay. the, um, Weekend mis murder mysteries, and I love the for I the ID channel for years. I'm finally I'm realizing I've seen all the serial killers. I don't need to watch anymore. But um, you know, I kind of always thought if I wasn't in the arts of healing, I would probably be a really good um, private investigator or a, uh, a homicide detective. Oh yeah, I, I'm a little enthralled with the dark mind. Like, how did you? How, what started this obsession to get you to a point to where you could, right? like, or like when you, they find out 30 years later, there was a, um, a woman, they had gotten the DNA and she's a cop mm -hmm. and she had went in and killed another woman over a guy she was in love with. This woman okay. had married him and she had been in love with him and, and then they found her and 30 years later they, you know. Like, they get their killer, and I'm like, you went in and, like, stabbed a woman 50 times, and you're, you know what I mean? Like, right. really? Like, I can't even imagine, like, and I, I, I used to have a bad temper, but I can never imagine losing my temper to the point of being there, mm -hmm. you know? Um, or that uh, movie with Jessica Biel. Did you watch that, Candy? Oh, I don't. Uh, it's on Hulu. Did I watch that with you? I don't know. I can't remember. No, it was a whole series. Oh, okay, no. It's no, I so it. good. It's so good. But she did a really good job in that. I really liked her in that. But, uh, but you probably like roller coasters. <laughs> so you like that thrill-seeking of uh, the, the whole trip. Now, I'm more into just maybe finding out, maybe not always the dark side, but just psychology, period, of yeah. like why people think the thing, you know, what makes you... That's why I was so interested in our in our trauma weekend that we did because yeah. it was like that's the kind of information that I like to learn about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm reading that book right now, Compassionate Communication. You know, um, I kind of feel like everything starts with the it, with the, just the shadow. You know, all of that, all of that starts with the shadow mm -hmm. self. And then the structures that Eckhart Tolle talks about is then the structures, this has manifested all of these structures from an egoic sense of mind. And this is the microcosm and macrocosm where everything is now lunacy. Like, literally. Like, right. when you hear two people screaming at each other, I don't feel like that is intelligence, like, you know, at play. I don't, I don't, I feel like intelligence comes from having a control of your thoughts and mind, you know, a, the mm -hmm. higher intelligence. Um, uh, Einstein says, uh, he said, uh, um, What's the, what's the quote? I put it on my uh, thing this week because uh, I've been kind of working on this blog right now. But uh, he said, um, compassionate people, or not compassionate, um, 
Religious people forgive. Ignorant people avenge. Spiritual wise people forgive. And intelligent people ignore. Hmm. Have you ever heard that? I think I felt like I've heard something similar to that, or maybe I saw that on your yeah on your page. Because when you get to a point where you have worked your stuff out enough, that you don't want to play these archetypal patterns with people anymore, and you they're just too draining mm -hmm. to constantly be involved in relationships that are just role playing out, and you, people are triggering you, or you just people get on your nerves or bring you back to these traumatic patterns that you've had you just kind of lose interest in playing the game right like I don't I don't want to play the game you know like at, at a certain point um, I don't want to fake the game I don't want to play the game I don't want to fight with you I don't your opinion it's cool I don't want to win this argument you can win Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I guess I'm there. I just. But people are always at different ages and stages of life. So, you know. Yeah, but don't you, have you ever met a really wise young person? Well, yes, there are some. Yeah. Yeah. Or a really yeah, I'm envious unwise, of those. an unwise <laughs> old person. That's right. even worse. Like I was saying, um. In my blog I'm writing about letting go, it was, I said, uh, just because you had a bunch of birthdays doesn't always make, you know, give make you the keys wiser. to the, yeah. yeah. My gosh, uh, if you, there's nothing worse than meeting a really old, mean person. I mean, mm -hmm. we should learn, but I got to say, I know some, when I was growing up, I saw a lot of ignorance around me by the elderly. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> The people in control of the churches, the people, the head over the, and the, well, Harvey Weinstein, how old was he? 60, and he was still trying to rub up against young girls yeah. to give them jobs, like, you know. Yeah. So, um, I almost feel like uh, young children have it until they're corrupted by the poisons, and then they have to live out to get back mm -hmm. almost yeah I remember when I was a little girl and I just wanted to be out in the cornfields with my animals yeah playing and uh, that's where I'm getting to again I just want to play I don't want to be fighting or if I have to catch myself because once we create these patterns boy it's hard to not let some people irritate the crap out of us really right one of my favorite things that uh, Wayne Dyer ever said when he talks about like, you know, a baby and the birth of a baby and just starting out and how, you know, we're all just these perfect beings, you know, and he does talk about like in the womb, like we're not doing anything yet. Everything's being done just exactly how it's supposed to be. And, um, and he says, you know, and you go on through life, though, and as you get older and stuff, he goes, there comes that time where um, he's like, you know, you think, okay, like, you know, source, like, thank you for everything, you know, my beginnings, my everything, but, like, I've got it from here. He's like, you know, like, now I can, I've got this. Like, you know, I'm in control. And he's like, and he keeps talking about it. He goes, you just keep edging God out 
and he keeps saying edge God out and then he goes E-G-O and I just am like oh that was awesome <laughs> you oh. know edge God out ego ego E-G-O wow and uh it's like, and that's when it all starts to crumble. <laughs> wow. So I've I always that loved that. Too. Mm -hmm. I try to, you know, I try to get myself back to remembering that little talk of listening to him say that because I just think it's, it's an important thing to remember that yeah. we, even if we have the best intention, I think we all get off mm -hmm. track of uh, thinking, you know, that you know, we're worried, we're anxious about stuff, we're just like, you know, and all of that is just us trying to control. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you stay on that path, I feel like without getting back to, oh, wait a minute, like mm -hmm. things are just going to unfold the way they are and like stop trying to control it, then I always think that's what makes like the really, really big things happen that make you go, see, you won't stop. So I gotta do something to really make you stop <laughs> in your tracks to say that you're not in control of everything. Gosh, sometimes I feel like everything is, um, when you just said that, how he said that everything's happening for you. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when this little cat came out of the bushes that day, it was the most bizarre thing. Mm -hmm. I almost, for a moment, I came home and I said, are we living in a, uh, what's it called, a, uh, you know, uh, Elon Musk talks about how we're living in a, um, what's it called, you know, uh, like the Matrix. Like an alter world? Yeah, but it's okay. called something. They okay. call it a, uh, um, oh, I'm not for sure what he calls it, oh, but gosh. I know what you mean. Elon Musk says we're living in it. I'm going to look it up real quick because it's. It'll drive me crazy if I don't. The Elon Musk, Elon Musk says we are simulation, simulation. Okay. So he says we're living in, we could be living in a simulation. Okay. And if you think about like the rainbow, isn't it magic that the rainbow is red, orange, yellow, green? I mean, red, orange, yellow, green, uh, mm -hmm. blue indigo violet and then the chakras and it's all kind of magical right and right. then the way that all the elements play into ayurveda and you look at the wind and you look at the and and then the all of the planets are made up of certain elements too and then astrology and then you look at everything just starts these doorways start opening and and mm -hmm. that's a, that's a path i've always been drawn to and I'm sure people that are on the path to Jesus are drawn to that, or people that are atheists are drawn on a path, whoever, you know, whatever, Muslims are drawn, you know. So we're all on this path. So whatever path we feel is opens up doorways in that path. Because mm -hmm. the law of attraction is always like, if you just know, if you just have the faith, mm -hmm. and it's from a good place, and, you know, of heart and love and knowledge of known, you know, mm -hmm. then all just as well. And how the weirdest thing happened, because I've been telling my sister, my sister cracks me up because all we do is send each other pictures and of our aunt pets or about animals, you know, videos of animals. But mm -hmm. she was always saying, you know, you need an animal. I'm like, well, I tried to rescue Solomon. It's too much. I can't have a dog full time. But I've been kind of yearning for that pet in the evenings that, I can just hold and love because I'm alone a lot, you know? I mean, uh, I am, I'm alone a lot after work. And uh, and then I'm in my garden and this kitty jumps out of a bush. Like, isn't that 
really kind of synchronistic. Was, uh, the, was the bush burning? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this was your message. <laughs> this is, and well, here's the funny part. He's the exact same colors as Banjo, which would, of course, make me mm -hmm. love him more. And he's a little boy, and he's at Maine Coon, which I've been looking at pictures of. And it's almost like, is he just a little avatar, you know, from mm -hmm. this simulation I'm living in? Right. That isn't real anyway. It's like uh, a simulation. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. His little claws are real. I can verify that. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe it's just part of the simulation. Okay. <laughs> um. Elon Musk says, because if we can do this much with computers in such a short time, what could we do in a million years? Yeah. Or a trillion. Or from another planet. Mm -hmm. If we're all a simulation from aliens that have made this. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, um, I might just be an avatar myself. I don't know, but food for thought well and then and also you look at dreams and no like, here's what always amazes me about the news and all this crap on tv and the anti this and the anti that and the anti this and i hate you and i hate you and uh, you know blah 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 nobody pays attention to the magic right the freaking magic like you had that kind of a dream last night? That's magical. We're not talking, there should be a whole channel 24 seven on dreams. Mm -hmm. And there is, if you get on the Gaia channel, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's a thousand videos on dreams, but you know what I mean? Like, why aren't more people interested in that? Or interested in the fact that uh, there's a darn rainbow in the sky, this most beautiful thing in the world, or the sun sets at 7.34 p.m., or, and, and the way you feel when you look at it, it's amazing, and the way the light hits the building is, will, will light up your cells, or it, the rose will help you to feel better because of this, because the world gives us all these beautiful herbs, but some people want to run to the pharmacy, you know? Right. It's like, where have humans went when they have lost all knowledge of the arts and the magic around us and they've decided to bicker, fuss, and fight with each other and hate? And, and, and I'm kind of to point now where I'm at in my life is that I'm just over it, you know? Like, I, I can see myself wanting to be alone more and more and wanting to be out in the country and wanting to have some dogs and my friends and a nice kitchen mm -hmm. and you know just kind of just be just be yeah mm -hmm. and I don't need any wealth is well you know wealths or you know abundances everywhere but to just have a place where I can be away from the people that want to scream holler and hate mm -hmm. I'm okay with that or people that want to not take ownership and work on themselves. I don't want to be around that. I'm at the point. Um, and I've kind of been good at attracting pretty good people in my life. I got to be honest. Um, I have the most amazing clients. I have the most amazing people, friends. Um, my kids are well, my, you know, Chris is a good guy. Uh, my pets are good. You know, I, I'm at the point where I, 
I, um, I can tell pretty quick if I'm going to be able to handle, you know. Um, and I, I have a lot of friends, so I'm just saying, I'm at the point I don't want any more drama. And maybe as a 50-year-old, maybe that's my age, you know, maybe, maybe it's because I'm 50 that I've gotten here. Yeah. I think so, because I think in our 20s, we don't sit and think about, boy, it'd be nice just to have a peaceful weekend. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not the focus. Well, so I just, no. oh, I just think that, you know, and then there's people that's even older than us that have been there for 20 years past us that go, oh, yeah, I quit letting the noise of what's going on in the world yeah. quit bothering me 20 years ago. Yeah. So maybe you're just, you're turning this corner of like, it's not even going to be something you want to talk about anymore because no, I think be I'm like, there. I think I'm 50. Like I'm getting in that. I think you're right. There's an older because I think that there's going to come a time that you go. I don't know that we change that. I just think we grow yeah. out of it. And oh, maybe gosh. everybody doesn't grow out of it. But hey, I'm saying I could for not the most have part. hung out with my 25 year old self. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? I would have been like, oh. My goodness, sweetheart. Oh, you're so cute. But oh my Maybe goodness, that's I the, that's the simulation we all need. Yeah. We all need to have a or a dream one night where we go back to our and hang out with our younger self. Right. <laughs> Gosh, I wanted to just party all the time. You know? I was the just most distracted twenty something year old person in the world. I loved people, mm -hmm. but I attracted the bad ones—not bad ones, but the ones that gave me runs for my money. Uh, it's probably that lesson, you know, mm -hmm. you know, where you're getting the lessons because you need them, <laughs> right? But I look at my son and I think, "Geez, you should be doing this and that." Until I think he's 25 and look at what a hot mess you were at 25. He's doing pretty darn good, you mm -hmm. know? Right. Like, he's got it figured out way more than you did at 25. And sure. you have to think, if you go back in time and think, like it used to be, as far as for women, like, you know, they were just taught, you just need to go find someone that's going to take care of you. And, yeah. like, how we are so totally, mm -hmm. how many years far away from that now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. the world just transforms mm -hmm. because oh, the I goals know, yeah. in life are just mm -hmm. not the same. As they as they were. Well, we all got married with those taffeta dresses. <laughs> I had my mom when I got married to Brian said, "I need my closet." She had a closet. Uh, I don't know how many dresses I was in. So many weddings. Mm -hmm. um, that twenty-seven. Oh, dresses like the twenty-seven yeah. dresses. <laughs> it was that. That was you, huh? Oh yeah, I I think I was in sixteen weddings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my prom and all that stuff from school, but this whole, it was taffeta. You opened it and they were just like, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and, but that was our goal, was to get married. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. to have children and to, and yeah, you're right. Like that was kind of like, which you're younger than me, but when in the 80s, I would say between the ages of 18 and 22, most of my girlfriends were getting married. Right. But I just mean, even never mind our generation, but all the generations prior, mm -hmm. as far as the oh, role yeah. of a woman, like that was pretty much what was pushed, mm -hmm. was you just find someone. Mm -hmm. I think Mamma got married at 14 or 15. I'm not saying, I'm not being against it. I'm just saying mm -hmm. how the world is changing of, mm -hmm. 
you know, we're not all directing our daughters to go, you just have to find someone. Yeah. I'm not saying there aren't some that are still on that path of that's all, you know. I stick yeah. with the Mel Robbins. There's no, and like you wrote something also of like, there's no one coming to rescue you. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know what I was going to say about, um, what I like about the young people is that they definitely aren't all hardwired to, it seems like uh, they're not in that uh, chasing Mm-hmm. I don't even think that young people, I don't know, it seems totally different than the way when I dated. I think they kind of hang out as friends, get to know each other. I don't know if I'm wrong or not. It doesn't seem like, whether well, the bar scene isn't really a thing anymore, is it? I don't think so. I think that it's a lot harder time for them to meet people because they've gotten themselves so enthralled in their phones and they're yeah. not, they, a lot of younger people, that's what I hate to see is that like the you know physical verbal communication mm-hmm. is kind of dwindling because they're just so stuck on it's just so much easier and have so much more confidence just to message you mm-hmm. than to actually <laughs> be around you so you wonder what it that's going to be a different world back in the day mm-hmm. how did we any of us get together without phones like we mm-hmm. We're so spoiled now. Right. You well, people to... knew people and like, oh, you got to meet this person or, you know. Hey, we hear the party's over on this place. Right. And then everybody go there and nobody be there. Where's the party? Oh, it's over there. Everybody went yeah. there. Okay. And then we yeah. go over there. Oh, it's up at the fire tower. I'm still shooting for now that like, you know, someone's going to stroll into yoga class. So yeah. That's where <laughs> I'm going to meet them. <laughs> yeah. Or you might meet them at work. Doubtful, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, not at my work, if you just met me personally, but yes, people in general might meet people at work. That's where I've always met people that I've dated in my life. Work. Work. I'm my first, well, I've only been married once, but my ex-husband I met at the restaurant I worked at. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, it was my longest relationship other than the guy I'm with now, and I met him at my work, Dr. Mm-hmm. Bowers. Uh, yeah, that's where I've met everyone, I think, that I ever dated. It's usually, because, well, it is hard to meet someone. Like, there's no bars. I know we're getting out of time, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Well, this podcast went fast. Uh, I want to, we're going to go ahead and start closing it down. Um, I want to remind everybody we'll be having a late summer tea party, so stay posted for that on Tina Shabo Yoga. Also, sign up for my newsletter. Go to my website, tinashaboyoga.com, and sign up for my newsletter. I send one out the first week of every month. And also this coming month, we'll be having some really great um, recipes for, what did I say I was going to do this month? Mocktails or something else? Mm. Some other things that's coming up. But anyway, lots of things coming up. And also uh, the Art of Life uh, workshops will start back in the fall with the SOMC Life Center. I'll see you in class on in my cycling class Tuesday and Thursdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Foundational Flow Yoga, uh, 10 o'clock Tuesday and Thursdays at SOMC Life Center and Saturday morning Weekend Warrior Vinyasa, 9 a.m. See you in class on the mat and on the bike. Thank you, Jamie, so much for joining me. It was and fun. Y'all have a beautiful Fourth of July. <laughs>